You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's going on? Jermaine Johnson. Tune in to Turn on the Jets podcast. Hey, this is Vinny Pasquantino of the Kansas City Royals. Make sure you tune into the Turn on the Jets podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Turn on the Jets podcast. I'm your host, Will Parkinson, at Will on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Just me on the the uh, the pod today. A Monday, another another disappointing loss here for the Jets. Starting at one and two now, fifteenth straight loss uh, to the Patriots. Obviously, yesterday, you know, kind of took a little time to try to digest this a little bit. I was obviously pretty fired up after the game yesterday, and uh, you know, even more so this morning. You know, watching the game back a little bit, was able to kind of take a dive into some of the some of the all twenty two stuff, and just watch Salah's press conference and and all those different types of things. Um, look, I mean, starting off, obviously a really disappointing loss yesterday, deflating had a really, you know, good opportunity to go to two and one yesterday, two and oh in the division, two and oh in the conference, um, you know, all things considered obviously being without Aaron Rodgers, as we know. And again, there's nothing that can be said more than it's horrible. It's depressing that he's, he's out for the year, but again, we have to move on. Uh, the season moves on. No other team in the NFL gives a shit that Aaron Rodgers is hurt. Uh, at this point, no one can really talk about it more. You have to move on, and you know I hope the Jets will be able to move on, um, you know, with the rest of the season, and not kind of hang on, you know, hang on the the four plays Aaron Rodgers played. That said, you know, yesterday was one of those games where again have a chance to go to two and one. You felt like you didn't play your A game in the first half by any means defensively, and you still had your, you know, only had given up ten points. We're on the field a ton, obviously, with you know the offense really struggling in the first half. You know, thirty something total yards in the first half is obviously unacceptable. It just felt like the defense really stepped up in the second half, gave the Jets three chances there in the fourth quarter in a five-minute stretch to go to go and win the tie of the game or win the football game and, you know, not able to get the job done. Um, again, I, I thought the defense played probably a B, B-plus game. Weren't able to get to the quarterback, you know, hit the quarterback a few times, but, you know, weren't, you know, fully able to get home. And then, you know, just a just a touch off trying to, you know, force a few turnovers. You you saw Michael Carter almost come up with one that probably could have been a pick six. CJ Mosley inches away from from an interception, diving, you know, over the middle and things of that nature. It was just one of those games where, again, didn't have their didn't have their A game, but you know, after a juju kind of blindside, cheap shot, whatever you want to call it, block, you know, in the fourth quarter, it felt like the defense kind of came alive. And you saw more motion from CJ Mosley than almost you ever see. And, you know, obviously got him fired up and the defense kind of turned on there. The crowd was getting into it. Um, you know, special teams, I thought, did a, did a pretty nice job. Um, outside of one return, that was it was pretty decent from Jarrell Preppers. 
know, Xavier Gibson had a few nice returns, you know, nothing crazy, but again, a few nice returns there. Thomas Morstead hit, you know, hit some bombs, one specifically, you know, actually on the the punt after the safety, um, actually kind of gave the chance a, a chance to get the ball back quite quickly um, with good field position. Uh, so, you know, that was something, um, you know, that was something that was impressive there. And then Greg, you know, Greg Zerline making a 52 plus yarder in the rain is, um, you know, is obviously quite impressive. So, you know, that's kind of some of the good there. Again, defense wasn't perfect, but I thought played a good enough game. You heard some of those guys after the game, you know, John Franklin Meyer saying he puts that on the defense. This game was the defense's fault. You know, this is the D-line's fault. They didn't get home. We haven't gotten home in the last two weeks. That's why we've lost. And then DJ Reed saying today, you know, it's on us. The defense has to play better. That's the reason we didn't win. Um, you hear guys like Sauce Gardner say, you know, they just, they missed some opportunities and, um, you know, they should have been better. And you hear a lot of these different things. CJ Mosley kind of putting it on the defense. Um, I'm not going to put it on the defense. Maybe the defense wasn't perfect week two and, and didn't play well, you know, up to their standard. Sure. You want to give them a hard time. They're on the field forever. And there's a million excuses. We went over that last week, but Again, I don't think the defense was like the only reason they lost. To say the defense lost them the game yesterday is malpractice. They had one broken play. Outside of that, that's the only the third touchdown in the last four matchups against the Patriots they've allowed total, and they've lost all four games. Um, it, you know, it's ridiculous and it's insane to kind of blame them. I appreciate them, uh, you know, taking some of the blame and trying to take the heat off the offense, trying to take the heat more specifically off Zach Wilson. It's respectable. It's commendable. It's it's all those different types of things, but. Um, in no world is yesterday the Jets defense's fault. And if, if you're blaming them, uh, listen, um, giving up 13 points in today's game, no matter what offense you're playing, it is more than enough to win a football game in, in 2023. It's more than enough to win in any era, but specifically in, in 2023, where it's really hard to play defense. And the Jets defense does a damn good job at it. Are they the 85 Bears? No, they haven't been the 85 Bears through three games. They've had multiple games. You know, they've given 29 total points as a defense. <laughs> in two divisional games so far and they're one and one. So, um, you know, that's, that's about as good as, you know, you're going to get yesterday again Could the defense play, you know, can they go up a level and play more like they did against Buffalo? Sure. A hundred percent. You know, I'm right there, you know, with people, they want to see more turnovers. I feel like they're pretty close on a few of these. It's multiple weeks in a row. Um, you know, they're close and, you know, again, um, you know, a couple of times there's some tackling and things like that. Not perfect. There was the busted coverage again, but, but the defense did more than enough. Got the kept the crowd in it. Um, the Jets are fun to watch on defense, man. My, you know, Michael Carter. I thought I had a nice game yesterday. I know he didn't grade out, you know, quite as well PFF and all those different types of things. But you know, kind of get into the the two big issues here. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to leave everybody hanging with that stuff. Look, I, I hate crushing players. I feel bad for Zach Wilson in a lot of senses that he didn't expect to have to play this year. I think he was he seemed refreshed and felt you know, kind of excited to be able to learn behind his idol Aaron Rodgers and, you know, take a year, two, maybe three years. Who knows if he would have even been here still uh, while, you know, and never played for the Jets again, but kind of rebuild his career kind of not in the spotlight. And um, I talked about it all summer. I talked about it all spring. I talked about it. I've talked about it, but, you know, when Aaron Rodgers got hurt, not having a veteran QB2, a proven guy that was a stable kind of veteran come in that's not the, got this big variance in his game, can actually play the game manager role, all different type of stuff. I said it on Badlands. You know, back in June, I said, it's a huge disaster. This is a disaster waiting to happen because the last thing you want in a backup quarterback is a guy who's a project that has no confidence, is not expecting to play, and is a guy that the fan bases already can't stand. So, um, you know, and players that maybe don't have the best taste in their mouth from what happened last year. And, you know, again, you know, everything kind of got put to the side. Aaron Rodgers comes in and you kind of stop worrying about Zach and all that stuff. And, you know, again, not necessarily all Zach's fault. It's not like he's he's chosen to be in this these type of positions. And, 
you know, again, beating up on him, it's kind of like beating a dead horse at this point. I think everyone kind of is on the same page, but he was putrid yesterday. He was the worst quarterback in the NFL. He is the worst quarterback in the NFL that starts. He's probably one of the worst, if not the worst backup quarterback in the NFL right now. Um, we saw guys like Josh Jobs, who got picked up the week before the season, go out and beat the same Dallas Cowboys team that smoked the Jets and the Giants a week ago. We saw Gardner Minshew go out and win a game yesterday in Baltimore. Um, you know, we, we've seen these different types of things. We saw Cooper Rush last year go four and up, start win his first four starts, you know, as the Cowboys back up in a very similar situation where the Cowboys week one lost their starting quarterback with a great defense, a great skill guys, and they managed to go win their next four games. Um, you know, all these different things, like we, we've seen these type of things happen. And again, can they control what happened there in Rodgers? No, but not having a contingency plan. And, you know, the biggest thing as well is Zach Wilson has not been durable in his career. So even if Zach was playing well, there's a good chance he was going to get hurt this year or could get hurt this year. And it sucks to say that, but we've seen it happen back to back years. So they clearly don't trust Tim Boyle to play quarterback, right? Like they don't. And they could have gone to him yesterday. They could have gone to him in any situation. He's never going to play. He's not going to play for them unless something happens in an injury and if they don't add a guy. And right now you really, you're saying you have one quarterback on the roster you trust or, you know, trust enough to even play in a game. And that's a scary proposition for a guy that's not been durable throughout his career. So that's a huge problem right there. Again, I talked about the problems. The problems on the field are atrocious. It's he. It feels like whether it's an, it's not intentional, but it feels like he's an energy vampire for this team. It's you saw it last year. You've seen it this year. Yeah, week one, this team played flying around, eighty five thousand people in the building, energy, et cetera, et cetera. I, I feel like it was a lot of, you know, them feeding off of what happened with with Aaron Rodgers. It's a lot of you know. It, you know, the, the team was go into that frame and you're kind of in, you're roped into the game, right? It's like, it's kind of, Zach was playing a little bit more free. It felt like, you know, it wasn't great, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't hurting the team. Had a couple of decent plays in that game and the Jets defense caused a bunch of turnovers. They still, you know, the Jets offense, <laughs> it's not like they went out there and uh, lit the world on fire. They they scored one touchdown and had a couple of field goals, um, you know, obviously, but, you know, we're able to get the job done, be serviceable against Buffalo and, you know, figured it out. And the last two weeks, you know, I know Zach wasn't terrible in the first half, but the offenses looked terrible. And, you know, everyone's energy seems way off. The Honestly, the entire team's energy feels off because what happens is when you're playing with a quarterback like a Zach Wilson right now, and it's, again, is it Zach's fault? Not necessarily. He's been put in a situation. He's not ready to play. He's he's well, not even close to ready being ready to play. You know, start meaningful games in the NFL, if start at all. And when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. You know, the entire rest of the roster feels like they have to play perfect. You have this pressure on you that you have to make every single time you touch the football has to be this perfect, you know, on offense. Everyone has to be perfect for anything to even remotely positive happen. And on defense, 
if you don't if you mess your sign up signing up one single time or you slip like the game might be over because one missed assignment for the Jets yesterday basically killed their game off, which is ridiculous. You know, the defense on the field, 60, 70, 80 plays, whatever it is, and one miss, one misstep. And, you know, because the offense is so inept right now, it kind of kills the game off. And, um, you know, again, look, Zach doesn't see the field well. He looks he looks like a deer in the headlights, not, not even making, not even attempting throws. He's fourth and fourth ten game on the line throwing a check down for one yard when there's other guys, you know, wasn't pressured. There was no reason to throw the ball. You know, there was a couple plays. There's multiple plays. The Patriots are in cover one, you know, man, Garrett Wilson's in man coverage and not even giving him a shot, not even looking his way. Then other times where there's other guys open and he's throwing to the guy that's double covered when it's like, doesn't make any sense. Anytime he evaded the pocket, you know, he, I guess I'm sure they told him throw the football away. And and I get that, but there wasn't even a look to run. There was nothing. It was just like, throw the football away, quit on the play. The second that the play breaks down, uh, brutal. And and then, you know, like I mentioned, it, it just felt like, so scared to make a mistake. He had the one, they had the one nice drive, um, you know, which was nice to see in the fourth quarter, give themselves a shot. And, you know, the offensive line didn't play bad yesterday. They were, they amazing. No, but they were much better than they were the first two weeks. You saw some really nice stuff from Joe Tittman. I thought, you know, Lincoln Tomlinson's played better the last two weeks overall. I thought Mekhi Becton left tackle. Was he perfect yesterday? No, but I thought he did some really nice things on, you know, especially on that touchdown drive. AVT again, Moving around positions, Connor McGovern still struggled, but again, was by no means, you know, horrendous yesterday, but like he was against Dallas, it just, it all keeps coming back to the quarterback and, you know, this whole don't boo Zach and look, people try to support him. They support him early on. And it's just like, it's the same thing over and over again. The fact that we're having this conversation again on September 25th of the 2023 season, we're already talking about the same bullshit of. The Jets defense played well, wasn't able to create turnovers because they're on the field forever. The Jets lose 13 to 10, 15 to 10. You know, the Jets hold an offense under 20 points and lose. And, oh, they have all these great skill guys and they didn't get to use them. And the offensive line played actually pretty well, but because the teams just blitz the crap out of the Jets and basically test them and say, we have, we don't buy it all that you can even, you'll even throw the football. And it comes back to, oh, Zach Wilson didn't turn it over or Zach Wilson threw five interceptions. It's the same shit every time. And I hate just sitting up here and crushing Zach. Like, what good is that going to do? But, you know, the Jets have basically said he's their unquestioned starter. They just said it today. Um, Again, was Nathaniel Hackett perfect yesterday from an offensive coordinator position? No, but there's guys open. There's opportunities there. Again, the personnel usage. Would I like to see the Jets sit there and play McCall Hardman more than Randall Cobb? Absolutely. Would I like to see Jeremy Rucker play more than C.J. Uzama? Absolutely. Would I like to see on defense Will McDonald play more than Carl Lawson? Bryce Huff, Jermaine Johnson, Will McDonald take those reps? Yep, absolutely. Um, all those things are fair and true. And, you know, Joe Tittman playing more than McGovern or or Dwayne Brown. Yeah, 100%. I'm all I'm right there. Like those are around the margins. Those are two or 3%, you know, increases that could really help this team around the margins. There's no doubt about that. But Randall Cobb taking the blame for not being able to catch a Hail Mary or, you know, the defense, all these different things. No, it comes down to the most important position in football, which is the quarterback. The Jets are in a position where they unfortunately did not address the backup quarterback position properly in the offseason. They still have not addressed a backup quarterback now. And we're left talking about Zach Wilson, who is on pace to set the record for the most amount of consecutive years of a quarterback having the worst passer rating in the NFL. It's never happened since the merger of quarterbacks had three straight years of this. That's where these the trajectory they're on. Is the season over? No, the season's not over. But the season will quickly get away from you if you continue to just keep trotting Zach out there, hoping it's going to figure it out. He's not going to figure it out. And if he does, that'd be amazing. I think everyone is rooting for him to 
have this redemption story and re- reclamation project, all that stuff. I hope, you know, one day Zach's able to figure it out and able to go win games in the NFL. It'd be fantastic. You know, I'm sure he's a good kid and all that different type of stuff. But it's not working here. It hasn't worked here ever. And it's not going to cont- start working here anytime soon. And, you know, the Jets have a lot of these guys that, you know, this is a good roster. It's a damn good roster. And they can still make the playoffs. They're one and two. Yes, they have a tough Kansas City game coming up, which we'll get to get into this week. Matt Hamilton of former of the Good Morning Football and, you know, FanDuel TV will join us. And he does some stuff for the Chiefs um, and Chase Daniels weekly. So, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about what the Chiefs kind of bring to the table and, you know, how the Jets can kind of line up and match up with them. But they got Denver, who just lost gave up 70 points, you know, in two weeks. That's a game you have to win. Um, you know, the Eagles, you know, if you go to the bye two and four, you fix quarterback and you can go on a little run there, win nine or 10 games. That's very much in the cards, right? The Jets started five and two, six and three, seven and four last year, missed the playoffs. Maybe the opposite happens. We always knew these six games were going to be a gauntlet for them. Again, no question about it. But listen, I mean, it's just, <laughs> it keeps coming back to the same thing of, it, the coat, the offensive coordinators changed. The talent's gotten better. The de- the defense has gotten better. It's year three, and we're talking about the same person. The one constant here is the quarterback. And at some point, it is the quarterback's problem. The quarterback is a problem. The uneasiness with which you know he's playing. I know he's had bad games against the Patriots, but is it an excuse to not throw to wide open guys? I don't think so. This is the NFL. And, you know, again, I don't want to sit here and crush the Jets and the world's not ending and crushing Zach Wilson. Like, it's not that fun to do. This isn't enjoyable. I hate crushing players more than anybody. But something's got to change because you don't want to you don't want to lose locker room. You don't want to lose this season. The whole goal once Aaron Rodgers got went down, and I'm going to finish with this. The whole goal of the season was win as many games as humanly freaking possible, figure it out, get some experience in big time games with this young roster, go make the playoffs and anything can happen, you know, once you get in. But get some playoff experience, get playoff tested, battle tested, and end the damn streak against the Patriots and end the damn streak of being the team with the most amount of consecutive years not making the playoffs in, in uh, four major professional sports in the U.S. Once you get those monkeys off your back, now Aaron Rodgers comes into a early playoff ready team that has their first round pick, has cap space, has another year of experience has a head coach who's now made the playoffs has seen what it's like to make the playoffs, a general manager who has taken them to the playoffs and a playoff-ready roster. That, now you can really talk about Super Bowl contender because now you're a playoff team that's get, got this all-pro-level quarterback and MVP quarterback who's actually a playoff team. You have more years to develop some of these guys. Will McDonald in year two, Sauce and all these guys in year three, you know, year four of AVT, all these different things. Like You're just in such a better spot if you got in here and make the playoffs or maybe you missed the playoffs but you're not in eight and you, you know, get a winning, you know, winning season off your back and there's actual expectation of, you know, granted warranted expectation going into 24, but, you know, throwing away the season because you're just going to be stubborn about Zach, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And, you know, the energy that was in the building a lot of yesterday, but mostly when they're on defense because the fan base just knows nothing good's going to happen when Zach's on the field. And I think they feel the energy from the from the players. They feel the energy, the players feel the energy from the fans, right? And um, again, a long-winded rant and long-winded way of saying, the Jets have a big game. Do not embarrass yourself on national television this week. Figure out a way to make this comp- a competitive game, show some fight, show some heart, show some juice, and then go win a must-win season-on-the-line game in Denver. Be back coming home two and three, and anything can happen before the bye. There's no excuse not to have a veteran backup quarterback in here by tomorrow. You know, By the time half the people will be listening to this podcast, there's no excuse. It's gonna If it's going to take all these different weeks to – have guys learn playbooks. I get that. Baker Mayfield also won a fucking game last year on Thursday Night Football on two days. 
it, you know, got cut, released, signed with the Rams two days before, went on short week on Thursday night football and lit it up against the Raiders and won them a football game. Like it can be done. So this guy's not even expected to start right away. There's no reason you can't add some insurance because Zach needs to stay healthy if you're he's the unquestioned starter, which is apparently what he is. Again, it's like this isn't fun to do. This isn't fun to be negative. I'm not like this normally, but it's frustrating watching yesterday when it's the same stuff over and over again. We've seen this story before. He started 26 games in the NFL. It's not working. Um, it's historically bad. He's the third worst EPA per play in quarterback efficiency in the modern era. <laughs> Starting quarterback. Like, this is Josh Rosen's the only one that's worse, and he's one of the most colossally biggest busts in NFL history. Like, this stuff is not – there's a big enough sample size now to know it's not the box score that's lying. It's the tape is not lying. The high test is not lying. The results on the field of the way the team plays when he's the quarterback versus literally anybody else is not lying. So this team is good enough to go win games. This team is good enough to go make the playoffs time to wipe it clean, figure it out, get back in, you know, and go shock the world on national television on Sunday or whatever it may be, but find a way to be two and four by the bye, add a veteran quarterback and go try to win games and end the streak in the playoffs. But Again, there's a, it's a 15 minute rant that I did not enjoy doing, but again, um, be back Wednesday, Matt Hamilton will be on. We'll have an episode Friday before the game as well. Um, try to take some, uh, take a deep breath before, uh, before the next pod, but everyone enjoy the rest of your night. Thanks everybody for listening and talk to you guys later this week.